Hey, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 1, going to verse 24, and it's Jesus sending out his apprentices. So let's check it out. It says this, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they're not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, Go out into its streets and say, We wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than a, such a town on Judgment Day. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago. Clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their foreheads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to his disciples, Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me, and anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God, who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and he said, O oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, when they were alone, he turned to the disciples and he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. 
All right, so Jesus here is sending out 72 of his followers. Now, some translations and Bibles may put the number at 70, others 72. There's some debate on the exact number, 70 or 72. The point is, though, that Jesus has widened the scope of his followers that he's sending out to do the stuff he does. Jesus never intended to go do the stuff, to proclaim the kingdom in word and deed by himself. This wasn't just a one divine man show. Jesus gathered a group of followers, apprentices, disciples, learning to be with him in order to become like him and do what he does. That means there are times when Jesus has to move people from I'm doing it and you're watching to now you go do it. And this is one of those moments. Now, Jesus has already sent out his 12 closest followers. Now he's widening the scope. He's involving more people. And the time is urgent. He's making his way to Jerusalem. Uh, there's an urgency behind Jesus. And so he wants his followers, his at least 70, 72 followers, to go out into the surrounding villages where he's going to travel. So they're like his advance team. You know, they're showing up in these towns and they're preparing the way for Jesus to show up. And what are they doing? At the heart of what they're doing is that Jesus calls on them to do what he does. He passes on his mission to proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom of God. To proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom of God. That means with what they say and what they show, reveal the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Sometimes when we hear the kingdom of God, we think, or kingdom of heaven, we think it's talking about someday, someplace after I die. It's a place you go to after you die, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are the same thing. There's not, they're not two, they're, they're two different ways of saying the same thing. And the kingdom of God was a central message of Jesus. And the kingdom of God, essentially, think about it this way, is embodied in Jesus. Jesus is, is showing up saying, I'm the king. A new king has arrived on the scene, a new Lord, a new master. God has come and become king in Jesus. So the king has arrived and he is bringing with him by his authority, his rule, his reign, his way, his will, his dreams and vision for what this world should look like. And he's saying, the king has shown up, he's come, and I'm inviting you now into my king community. I'm inviting you into my, to be a citizen of my kingdom. And so I'm going to set the world right. And so this was good news for people who, 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 who hadn't been experiencing peace, who felt oppressed. This was good news that the king, God, had finally arrived to push back evil and bring goodness and bring the way and the, and the will of God uh, to bear here and now to set things right. And so Jesus sends out his followers to go proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom of God, to proclaim it, to tell people the kingdom of God has arrived. Jesus, in Jesus, the king has come. God has shown up to become king. And he and he's summoning you to follow. And to demonstrate through power, through setting people free from demonic possession, through uh, healing people to say, listen, the kingdom has arrived. The kingdom way has arrived. And so 
his followers were encouraged just to do what Jesus did. Now, this is so encouraging to me. I love this. Toward the end of the passage we read in verse uh, 21, Jesus says, listen, you know, uh, he's full of the Spirit's joy, the Holy Spirit's joy. And he says, God, I thank you for hiding these things from uh, those who think they're wise and clever and revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. In other words, God, I love the fact that you didn't, um, you're, you're not going to go about doing your mission just by going to the elite, to the, the most learned, to the ones who have it all together. You are going to use everyday, ordinary people, humble people, eager to learn people, people like the 72, to go proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom, to be on God's mission. And that, to me, is an incredible encouragement for us today. That we are encouraged that our names are written in the citizen role in heaven, that we're members, we're participants in the kingdom of God, that we are invited to proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom of God. In other words, everyday ordinary people like you and I can get in on the mission of Jesus. In fact, we're encouraged to do it. In fact, we're expected to do it. It's who we are. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've been summoned to join his mission. And so uh, I love that. I love that it's not for the elite. It's not for the special, whatever that means. Because in God's eyes, uh, we're all called, we're all special, we're all, thanks to him and his spirit, equipped to join what he does in the world. And so would you pray with me now and uh, ask yourself as we pray, you know, and and seek from God while we're praying, what is God saying to you today and uh, what will be your next step to do about it? Let's pray. God, we thank you for choosing everyday people to do your extraordinary work. God, we pray that your kingdom will come and your will will be done here where we live, in our community, in the surrounding world, as it is in heaven. And use us, Lord, fill us with your power and your spirit to proclaim and demonstrate your kingdom. Use us to help people embrace you. God, thanks for using people like us, and may we experience you as we follow in your footsteps. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good one.